Welcome to the Self Storage University Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate self storage facilities. And now, here is your host, a partner in one of the largest real estate portfolios in the U.S. with nearly $1 billion of holdings, Frank Rolfe. We've all seen that interest rates have gone up enormously quickly since March of 2022. In many cases, we're all scrambling, trying to creatively come up with ways to obtain debt at lower interest rates than the prevailing rates today. This is Frank Roth, the Self Storage University podcast. We're going to talk all about assumptions, assuming existing debt as an avenue to get a lower rate and as an avenue to get a lower upfront cost in getting the loan to buy the self storage facility. Now, we're going to break this down into two groups, two different ways to assume debt. The first is going to be regular bank loans. These are loans from banks and credit unions, the typical places, the salt of the earth that make loans on all kinds of real estate assets, including self-storages. And here's the deal. When you're going to buy a self-storage facility, one of the first places to look at is the existing debt on that. It may be possible, if it's allowable under the bank's covenants, to do a wrap note where you encapsulate and continue on with that loan and at the same time get mom and pop to carry a second loan at a higher rate, and that blend will give you an overall lower amount. Or if you're buying a self-storage facility that's not doing very well, it's having economic problems, you may be able to go in and actually assume the loan entirely from the bank just to get a better quality borrower on the books. We've done that many times on different properties where the bank is simply spooked because the person who they made the loan to is not doing a very good job, and they see in the financials, every quarter, every month, whatever frequency they look, and they say, wow, this person's not very good. I sure wish this we had someone different so this loan doesn't go down the tubes. And you, they may allow you to step in their, into the shoes of that borrower at the exact same interest rate as the existing loan. Other times, you can also get the bank to get you a new loan. So it's not really a true assumption because they're going to write a whole new loan at a much higher amount and a much higher loan to value. But still, it will save you money because that bank knows the property well. So you don't have to do as much as far as reports on it. You don't have to do much to convince them the loan is good. But the bottom line is, whenever there's existing debt on any storage facility you're looking at buying, you would definitely be a fool not to investigate what the options are that you can maybe do to manipulate and do something productively with that existing debt. Not talking to the lender serves you no purpose. Talking to the lender can do you a world of good because you never know what may come your way if you simply reach out to see if the bank would like to continue on. And don't forget, it's very scary to be a banker. Making loans on properties it can cause you a lot of sleepless nights because you're afraid if the borrower is actually going to make the payments. And if they don't, you might be humiliated or even lose your job. So when you've had a loan on something for years, it does give you much greater peace of mind. All bankers know this. It definitely reduces the bank's risk. So often people will try and go ahead and do those assumptions because obviously anyone likes to have less risk. Now, the other option is if you've got a self-storage facility that has a conduit loan. Now, what's a conduit loan? A conduit loan is a loan that is very much different than a bank loan. It's what we call CMBS 
commercial mortgage-backed security. They're sold on Wall Street. They pool loans together. And so you have these groups which are originators of conduit loans, but they then sell them as packages, and they're not really bank loans after all. Once a conduit loan is sold in pieces, the person in charge of it is not your bank officer, it's your loan servicer. Different terms, different definitions, and definitely not a bank. Now, conduit loans have always been a great way to borrow money in all real estate sectors, including self-storage. But there's one interesting attribute that many people don't know about those conduit loans, and that is those conduit loans are always assumable. That's because there's no real mechanism to handle it if you pay them off early. They've agreed to whoever bought that loan pool on Wall Street to make regular monthly payments of X, but it's not a regular bank. So if you prepay, they can't reloan the money. They're stuck. And as the borrower, if you prepay, you pay an enormous penalty called defeasance. If you go to the website defeasewithease.com, you'll see the magnitude of that penalty, which can often be as much as 30% of your total loan. So the condo business is really built around the concept of assumption. They don't change the interest rate. They don't change the terms. You literally just step into the shoes of the existing borrower. Now, they're not super easy to do because if you do a conduit assumption, you have to get three layers of approval, the servicer, the special servicer, and the master servicer. They do this as a precaution to all those people who bought these things on Wall Street and anticipated a certain groups of loans, which they have analyzed with certain borrowers. They don't like swapping them in and out. But nevertheless, it is one of the duties of conduit lending to allow you, if you request it, to do a loan assumption. And in many cases, that's a really big deal. Conduit loans are normally about 10 years in length, so an entire decade. If you locked in an interest rate prior to the first quarter of 2022, you locked in some of the lowest interest rates in American history. Now, let's say you're only two years in, you have eight years remaining on that super low interest loan. That loan might be so low in interest, it's literally half of current interest rates. So as a result, assuming that loan may be very advantageous to you. Now, there are some problems, of course, if you assume it. Your loan to value may be all screwed up. If you're paying more for that property than what the current owner paid for it, then your loan to value will shrink because most conduit loans are done in the theory of 70% loan to value. If you pay even more money for the facility, you may drop from 70% to 60 or even 50% of value, which will require more money to come out of your pocket. Also, when you do an assumption, there are significant legal fees required in that assumption process. Now, whether it's pouring by the seller or by the buyer, that's entirely up to you and what you negotiate. The bottom line, however, is that there are great opportunities in conduit lending to do assumptions, and there's also great opportunities in regular bank and credit union lending to do assumptions. Yet many, many buyers never really look at the assumption options, at those opportunities. It doesn't take much to do. There's not a lot of effort required to talk to a bank to check in on the loan to see if an assumption is possible, nor to go to the conduit lender to see if you might be able to go ahead and do an assumption of that. But the key item in a world in which interest rates have gone up the fastest and the highest in 40 years, that we all have to be a little more creative. And sometimes looking at the existing debt is one great avenue to achieve just that. This is Frank Groff, the Self Storage University podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Self Storage University podcast. Be sure to visit us at ssupodcast.com, where you can learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, 
turnaround, and operate self-storage facilities.